We are thrilled and moved by the response to the podcast. We love reaching actors all over the world, actors like you, who tell us that our podcast inspires them, informs them, and makes them excited and proud to be an actor. Yeah, but make no mistake, an acting career is won by being in the consistent practice of the work, week after week, month after month, year after year. Success for an actor is in the doing. So here at the BGB studio, we offer the highest quality acting training for passionate, committed, talented, and ambitious actors. We see that kind of work transform talent into successful careers, and that makes us so happy. There is no substitute for doing the work consistently, and we offer the work of success. We are the home of your 10,000 hours. We offer ongoing and eight-week on-camera auditions, scene study, and workout classes. They're available now. So sign up now to secure your spot and get to work. Go to braymangarciabraun.com slash classes or click the link for classes in the podcast show notes. We'll see you in class. You want to book as much acting work as you can, as often as you can. We get that. The thing is, you don't book acting work by focusing on booking acting work. The industry is more dynamic than that. The art is more interesting than that. By taking you inside the craft, the casting room, and the business, and bringing other industry experts into the conversation, we dig in. We pull back the curtain of the industry and show you how much power you really have as an artist. And by bringing your humanity to the work and the industry, you become an artistic leader the kind of actor who books work. Even after decades of working with actors all over the world, in our classes at the BGB studio, teaching, coaching, casting, directing, producing, acting, on set, on stage, behind the camera and in front, nothing excites us more than seeing you express your unique artistic voice, humanize the business, and book work doing it. We're here on the podcast and in class at the BGB studio to give you all the tools you need to be a championship level working actor right now in an industry that desperately needs your voice and your leadership. Yeah, industry and artistry. This is the only place you're going to hear this. I'm Risa. And I'm Steve. And this is the Acting Podcast from the BGB Studio. Sam Valentine is one broke actress. She is a working actor, a content creator, a coach, a podcaster, an actor's advocate, the poster actor for the side hustle, with a significant social media presence and a foray into YouTube. She is the creator of One Broke Actress, and so much more that I'm exhausted listing it all. Sam joins us on the acting podcast to talk about what broke means, what gets her up in the morning, what drives her and fires her up, and what continues to challenge her even after all this success, and how One Broke Actress has changed how she approaches all areas of her career and her creative life, which we're really interested in as it relates to all of you listening. We love how much Sam cares about actors and empowering them as artists and career professionals, and that she goes about it without apology, with heart and compassion, with humor, and on a mission to help actors find their place and their voice in an industry that we all know can be indifferent much of the time. Sam is all over Instagram, and I have to say, and I didn't say this to her, seeing how forthright, honest, and personal she is as she puts herself out there, I am ready to find that great defining role for her because she has defined herself. 
Sam says that she wants to be there for actors the way she needed when she first started forging an acting career. She says about One Broke Actress, I created One Broke Actress because I saw a need for stories and advice from real working actors. This career path is crazy as fuck, but that doesn't mean you have to be. So let's get real and maybe learn a life lesson or two in the process. So let's get to it. Steve and I are so excited to welcome Sam Valentine to the Acting Podcast. Hi, everybody. I'm Risa. Uh, and I am Steve. I think they know that, don't they, at this point? I hope Maybe. so. Yeah. And we're here with the Acting <laughs> Podcast. And we have a very special guest, which we're very excited to uh, get into, with, who is Sam Valentine, also known as One Broke Actress. Hi, Welcome. Hi. I'm so honored to be here. I binged a lot of your podcast in the you pandemic. Did? Yeah, I did. Oh, good. I wanted to also say that we are here in person at the BGB studio in North Hollywood, which is, you know, rare these days that we all get to be in person. This so, feels very special. Yeah. And your studio is gorgeous. So thank, thank you. you for yeah, thanks. Me. Thank you. We like it. <laughs> it's a different it's a different experience talking to someone even like being able to look at you and have a conversation it's yeah. like yeah and i'm looking at you and it gets I can't, emotional i can't it? see like myself at the same yeah. time yeah yeah right 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 really even nice. like kind of in the corner or whatever yeah 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 it's really yeah. Nice. yeah it's nice we're human it's good to be three four five dimensional yeah. in all of that For sure. um and it was funny because you said just when you got in here that you we're going out in person and sometimes people were recognizing you and saying, are you that one broke actress? Yes. So what is that? It's wild. Yeah. It's, I, I say I'm on the Kim Kardashian plan because I haven't done that much in terms of my acting career to really, nobody, you know, you don't, Be recognized you don't really know the, the co-stars yeah. from the show. But for people to come up and, you know, I'm having dinner and my server knows who I am and all this stuff. It's just such a, because I'm, I'm very available via social media and I, I encourage it. I love it because I want to know who my people are, you know, I want to know, like, if you know, if you've seen the inside of my closet also, I would like to say hi to you. You know, it's like a, I love it because yeah. everyone's super supportive and it just makes me really happy. It makes the world a little bit smaller. That's great. That's yeah. great that you love it. Yeah. And it's, and it's different because you're not isolated doing your stuff at home and putting out all that content. You're actually having human connection with yeah. people who are recognizing what you've done. Yeah, I'm sure yeah. you guys feel the same way about going back to class in person in some capacity is that it feels like, oh, I'm not talking to my reflection back at me every single day. Like there are actually people who are absorbing this content and you can get nice messages all day long, but for someone to actually like say, hi, can I give you a hug in public is like a totally different, it just feels like it's it's all worth it. Yeah, well, that's great. It's yeah. human. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, in doing our research on you, even though every morning I wake up and when I go into Instagram, there you are on yet another reel doing something really cool and funny and, and compelling. Um, you've done so much. Uh, so just to say, to start, that you're a working actor. Amen to that. Um, you're the creator of One Broke Actress, and we'll get into that. You have a successful podcast. You've done nine seasons with over 100 episodes, which is huge. Uh, you have your Patreon subscription-based content platform, workshops, your podcasting business, merch. It turns out that you have. We've tried. We only have pens, but we've talked about acting pants, but that's a whole other thing. Yeah. Um, and you're incredibly active social spaces, specifically Instagram and 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 and. Uh, Instagram is TikTok. the biggest one. TikTok yeah. I like kind of foray into. It's yeah, yeah, wild yeah. in there. Yeah. Um, but I'm also launching a YouTube soon and that'll be more, I like that platform. It's kind of similar to podcasting, a little bit more long form. I feel like it's more personal. And you have, and, and you, you'll tell us a little more about that because we're curious about TikTok and um, YouTube and all of that stuff. Um, 
and 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 so the question is also how do you keep all of that going how do you stay motivated doing it like what is the what is what is all that for you uh well for the pandemic it was the reason i got up in the morning like one broke actress was the thing that kept me going because you know prior to that i had five or six jobs and i was running around la just trying to stay afloat. And then the pandemic hit and we were all, all of a sudden everyone was on an equal playing field. We were all dealing with the same problems. Everyone was in the same boat, so to speak. Uh, and so it gave me a space to actually try to figure my own stuff out and mm -hmm. try and get myself working in different capacities that I wanted to actually work. It slowed me down to speed me up eventually. Um, so how I manage it all, you know, I'm still looking for the perfect system. I'm still, I'll bet you are. still yeah. trying to yeah. find it. Uh, I got to hire an actor, which is my dream come true. I got to hire, I have a, a virtual assistant online. She's from Indiana. She just moved to LA. She's amazing. And so she helps me a lot in terms of like getting content finished and spell checking. Cause it's not something I'm good at and things like that. But in terms of just doing the work, I mean, I, it helps that I really like it. I like doing content. It feels fun. When auditions aren't happening, I make a lot more reels. Um, so it keeps me busy in a sense, but I can turn it off when I need to. Um, oh, good. And I plan Phew. in advance. <laughs> I usually don't post stuff on weekends. I like to step away from my phone and uh, I can step away in a capacity and everything kind of checks a certain box, right? So my podcasting company is my day job now. And when I go to that, I have specific things to get done. Like I have need to edit these podcasts and I need to like get them posted and like get their new intro ready. And you know, it's like you can check a list. So, and with One Broke Actress, I'm like, okay, I want content, content, content. I want to make this stuff. Okay, great. That's like creativity and checking that. And then when it comes to the acting, it's like, oh, it's really hard to check that as a box necessarily because you're always like, I could do more. So to be able to have other areas of my life that I can check off and then I get to acting and it doesn't feel as floaty, I can feel a little more, more grounded when I do get to sit down and just work on that side of my life. Sure. I mean, it's an incredible amount of output. Um, yeah. And yeah. I can't imagine how much like work it takes. And I guess the question is, like, are you just that way inclined? Like, are you wired that way to be in the place of juggling all the things and so this like satisfies that on some level. And I guess we're talking to actors just now. We advocate for the side hustle. You have you know a lot of opinions about the side hustle. Yeah. You're, you're living the side hustle as well, which is great. Uh, and figuring out how to navigate that with respect to the passion and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. But are you wired that way? And I guess really the question is, can you teach someone to juggle this much and do this much in a way that might be helpful for them. <laughs> hmm. Yes and no. I w well, first of all, what's your Enneagram? Have you taken the Enneagram test? No. It's kind of like one of those personality tests. Oh, okay. I and just whatever. I love yeah. it. Yeah, that's the <laughs> okay. that's the Myers Briggs. Right. So okay. Enneagram is like one through nine, and I'm a three, which is an achiever. So I feel really good going to the going to bed at the end of the day, knowing I accomplished X, Y, and Z. Now it's really easy for me to do that in terms of like my own work because I set the bar and I decide what goes when and I, so I can do a bunch in advance and then not do anything for a couple of days. Um, it checks boxes that acting hasn't been able to check because I'm not in charge of who books me. I'm not in charge of who brings me in for auditions. So it's actually a great relief because at least these areas I got. And then the acting thing, I'm, a, I'm not so... I'm sure you guys feel this all the time that you see actors do this. I used to just 
to hold on so tightly to every idea or every audition or every concept. And I thought, this is going to be the thing that does it, whatever that mystical it is that it propels you into this Scarlett Johansson style career. And so being able to have my own things that I'm in control of makes me not so nervous about the control of the acting. So could I teach someone to do this content? Sure. Like, cause it would just give them, I would, an outline of like, can you make five Instagrams like three weeks in advance, you know? And that way, the more I learn to schedule ahead of time, the easier everything else is because it doesn't compound as much. And I should say that like, it's always important to note, I'm very privileged. I am a, a middle-class white woman living in Los Angeles who has parents who paid for her college. So I'm not playing with the same deck of cards that everyone else is necessarily playing with. Yeah, fair enough. So I have to start there, right? So knowing I don't have credit card debt from college changes how I can show up in my day-to-day life now. So I always want to make sure that's highlighted, but you know, figuring out what worked for me also changed more when I turned 30 and above <laughs> because I slowed down uh, quite a bit and started to figure out what was important. So that helps a great deal. Was there a process as you were pursuing an acting career from that place of achievement, which so appreciate, I think a lot of people listening will get that and are likely still there, right? On some level, it's hard to not want to control it because you want it so badly. So bad. Um, Was there uh, a process of letting go or was it a jarring process to come to the place of, wow, I can't necessarily have the control that I would like over this, so let's focus that elsewhere? You know, I think it's, uh, I'm re- it's a relearning I have to do about every four months because <laughs> yeah, right. something oh, will yeah, happen. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So what does that look like? I wish that it was, I wish that when I learned a lesson and then I like shared it with the people who follow me on Instagram, that I would then innately ingrain that lesson into my life indefinitely. Like the fact that I don't think there is one quote unquote like job that changes it all or like one big break like they used yeah. to say. Uh, But still, when I book something or like I have a project that's coming out next month and I'm like, hope I'm not cut out. And there's still a lingering thought in my head that like, is this footage going to be the footage that gets me a little bit Mm. further? So I think your question was, sorry, will you repeat what the question was about that? Just was, what was that process like for you of perhaps letting go of some of that? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, You say you do it every four months. And and, and fair enough enough that you say that you, that it's a continual letting go. And that is, and that's human. And we all go through it. I mean, I'm still doing that decades later. So the fact that you're acknowledging that is huge. Yeah. I, I, learning that I was going to have to continue to do this indefinitely was huge and learning that. A, a big part of this career is just accepting the fact that I'm going to do this indefinitely. <laughs> yes. yeah, yeah. Uh, and and to value my home life and the fact that, you know, I, I have a beautiful home and I have a family and I have a loving husband and all these things, like at the end of the day, that's what a lot of people just want to go home to, even on the biggest sets and the biggest paydays. And especially on Yeah. yeah. And I have that. Yeah. So if I have the quote unquote end goal, then I just need to work on the little details between me here and me getting back to my couch at night. You know, I tell actors all the time, I'm like, listen, guys, I know you go to set. It's like your first big co-star and you're just like, this is the day I'm the king of the castle. But also for a lot of people, it's just another day at the office. And everyone you meet on set, although they are super happy for you to be there and you fit a perfect role, you are there for a reason. 
everyone you meet really just wants you to do the best job you can so that they can go home and sit on their couch with the people they love and have their drink of choice. <laughs> like yeah. that is everyone's goal, I feel like. So if you can be the person who who is the cog in the machine that keeps it going that day, then you did a great job. So figuring out that I have so much going on already in my mm-hmm. life and then I can just continue to tweak these other things along the way, the acceptance level raises a lot more. And I have to remind myself of it constantly and celebrate every little victory. Like, I'm so excited to be with you guys in person today. I'm so glad we got to do this. I was on hold for a job today. I didn't get it, but instead I'm here with you. So I have to like celebrate this. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we're happy to fill that gap. (laughs) But you know what, you're talking about happiness. Yes. Like you're talking about something fundamental that actors forget that we sometimes forget when we're on this grind, we're on this treadmill, we're going trying to achieve the thing, right? Mm -hmm. And to come back to what ultimately makes you happy as a creative person, as a human being, you know, as a person on earth, like what is what is happiness? And if you're acknowledging that that is you've got that, you've got that foundation, then like how amazing is that? Then everything else feeds into that. Yeah. And no, sorry, I, ahead, oh, I was going to say, of course, like, listen, do I want more money and more success? Hell yeah. Can I curse on here? Yes, yeah, yeah, you yeah. can okay, say sure. any kind of Fuck word you yeah, want. Fuck yeah, I do. I yeah. absolutely do. No, not yeah. that one, though. <laughs> <laughs> We're fine. It's fine. Yeah. There's, a, there's, a, there's a lot more things that I want. But if I acknowledge that there is no, like, one secret to success, or there is no one epic coach, or there is no one thing, that everything is just testing out a new thing that might give me, like, a teaspoon of hope to stay in this business another six months, then, like... I got to be cool with that. I just got to play that game a little bit longer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I wonder whether having your own tank filled um, because you're filling it mm-hmm. allows you to then be in a place of leadership of a community like One Broke Actress. And, um, and just as we pivot to that, I want to chat about like what that was like to start that for you. Was it, hey, let's let's do something and then a plan was made, you're an achiever and you like, you know, went by the plan or whether it emerged organically just to start with how it formed. And you know what? Can we just ask you to tell us a little bit about what One Broke sure, Actress is? Because we'll yeah. put that in the show notes yeah. and we'll do that in the introduction. But from your mouth, yeah. like what is it? And then how did that yeah. begin and how what's been the journey? One Broke Actress is the honest sharing of a working actor life. And specifically for One Broke Actress, it's my working actor life, but it's also a few people I meet along the way and the lessons I learn in the process. And fr- the the impetus, the, the start of it was, honestly, Two Broke Girls was a really popular show. It was mm. like 2015, 2016. And I thought it was funny. And I had just, you know, I've told this story a few times, but it's always fun to revisit. I had just come home from filming a movie in another country and I was the lead and it was like a big deal and everyone was like, congratulations, you, you're making it. Like, this is your big break. I was like, interesting because I don't have, I lost my job to go do this movie so now I don't have health insurance, I don't have a job. I posted on Facebook and said, I'm looking for part-time work and my manager at the time, who I no longer work with, called me and was like, hey, you can't. You have to take that down. We're selling you as a leading actor, and they can't know that you're looking for a side job. And I said, okay, so how do you want me to pay for classes and coaching and all that? And she was like, I'm not sure, but you need to figure that out, and you can't tell people what it's what wow. you're really experiencing. Yeah. And that did not sit well with me because I'm I'm a pretty. The more honest I am with people around me, the less I feel like I have to prove anything. 
And so I started a blog and at first I shared it with no one. I just put my thoughts out there and I thought this will just live on Wix or some terrible site. And uh, one day I decided to share it on Facebook, which tells you how old it actually is <laughs> that I, Facebook was the main platform. And, you know, people started to respond and they said, thank you for putting this into words. The feeling of having done work, but also not knowing if it's going to come out, not knowing what it's going to look like. How long will it be? You know, that in-between time, what do you do with yourself? And so I said, okay, I'll just run with this. So it started out as a blog. And at the time I had another podcast called Not According to Plan, where a friend of mine who won the amazing race, actually, while we were recording the podcast, this season aired, which was really fun. Uh, we did a podcast together and it was so fun. And I was like, I want to talk about acting more. I wanted to be more about acting. So I started an offshoot of the blog that became the podcast. And, you know, it kind of rolled from there. It's, it was not nearly as, as much spotlight on it until the pandemic. And I think that's because I didn't have any real confidence in myself as like you said, the word leader, which I would have never said about myself before. Um, I didn't, I thought that I had to be booking a lot and like actively working in like a series regular or the lead of films or something like that in order to talk about my acting career. But when I realized that my experience is actually a lot of people's experience and if I share mine in conjunction with other people's, it just makes us all stronger, I started to have more confidence. And then as the podcast went on, I started to do solo episodes, which was less about like talking to other people and it was more about like I'm actually going to open up about myself and the more vulnerable and real I am the more it grew so that's that's sure. kind of where it came from yeah. yeah and I always said I think the best it seems like these big epic um, stories of success are written after they happen but I want to write mine while it's happening yeah and I, it's so interesting because so you step forth into the light right like here's my experience <laughs> And you offer it, and you offer it on a platform where like lots of people have the capacity to see, and then in fact do, mm. and and then it changes people because people go, oh, Sam's an expert on that, and you talk about <laughs> almost in a self-deprecating way, like, hey, I don't know nothing, like, I, you know, or whatever, like, yeah. I, I'm just here, here's my experience, you know. Mm -hmm. So how do you navigate that difference between I'm just here, almost like 12-step programs, like we're in this group, right, where <laughs> yeah. like I'm sharing, you're sharing, there's a mirror, we feel more human and less alone. On the one on the other hand, hey, give me advice. Mm -hmm. And the responsibility that you may feel of like, oh shit, like people are asking, they're looking to me to tell them what to do. Yeah. How do you navigate that? I mean, I'm sure you guys have both dealt with this in different capacities, but. No, we know everything, and so we just like tell people what to do and we're done. Yeah. <laughs> but, but the trick is, and just apropos this discussion of like, of the inability to control a lot of, of the industry, mm -hmm. so much of the conversation that we have with people is like, give me the pill, tell me the answers, what are the three steps? And we go, yeah. there aren't any, you know, except for like 15 years of consistent practice or whatever like that. <laughs> yeah. And so, no, 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 I don't want that. Tell me the thing, right? Yeah. Like, well, fine, yeah. here are three things that blah, blah, blah. Um, so yeah, we have a sense of that. Yeah. Yeah. If, you know, we're all, listen, I am that person. I want, I would love the secret sauce. I would we'll love tell the, you later. <laughs> great. Yeah. off air, off air. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's tough. I, I have to, the more honest I am, the more people trust me, which is crazy and a little scary. But, How so? Uh, I, I still have a lot of imposter syndrome mm. and I don't, the more I talk to people about that phrase, the more I feel like everyone has it. 
So if we all have it, does no one have it? <laughs> you know? right. If everyone feels like they're still figuring their shit out from age zero to 100, then there is no place where you figure it out. Sure, some people speak with more authority, and that helps. And some people have way more experience than others, and that helps. But if everyone just talks about their experience and what they've seen in groups, then that to me is worth something. And the more I worked, so I started the Working Actor Workshop, which is just basically uh, what it takes to survive in this business. And I, from the beginning, was like, guys, this is not an acting workshop. I am not qualified to teach acting. I still have so much to learn. And I don't know if I want to teach acting because to me, what you guys do, it's, it's, you know, it's like you're holding babies. Like you're just like, you really have to be so gentle because we're all we all have like so much going on and it, this job is so important to us. And some of these scenes like require so much heart and depth and like, it's like surgery, you know, to get inside of someone like that. Uh, and I was like, guys, this is a survival class. This is mm. like what I've learned. And the bigger my test group gets, the more confident I get in what I have to share. So the more people who talk to me and are like, yes, oh my God, this is exactly how I feel too. Oh, I also went through this. Here's how I did it. The more information I'm able to gauge, especially through other people's podcasts, through Clubhouse, um, through all these different platforms, the more confident I feel that, oh, that is exactly how I feel too. Or that's exactly the advice I give. Or "Mm, I like that advice, but also this person feels like they need a little nurturing and not so much, you know, education. Um, So I think that's kind of where I'm at with in terms of getting my, finding that confidence. Um, the bigger, the bigger the group of people grows, the more I find myself standing up for my own thoughts in it all. Mm. Yeah. It's an interesting you know? piece, right? Yeah. Like, uh, this was my experience. Yours may be different, but mm-hmm. cause there's something that like inherent in the, I need an answer to this question. Tell me authority person like inherent in that dynamic is there is an objective truth and you, the authority person know it. So let me give it to you yeah. within the confines of an algorithm of a particular platform or whatever. Like right. it's, yeah. it's like, it's just, it can be really problematic and, and you know, we struggle with those things too. And, um, and I, I love that you say, this is my experience yeah. and this is works for me. And this is what I'm learning from my community and from all of you. And so collectively then we come to an understanding of what's possible. Yeah. Not, not, magical and not mandatory and you know i learned a lot from the people who have been following or like listening along or whatever it is for the period of time because there's a lot of different experiences out there and like i said in the beginning i'm a middle-class white woman so there's a ton of experiences i have not had and people i have been so lucky that so many of the people who've listened or followed have been so patient with me and I don't get necessarily like, this is not an accurate representation of this experience, blah, 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 like those kind of emails. I get, hey, I would love to share this with you so you can expand your horizons. I have a lot of people who mm. are open to sharing and are open to educating me. And because I am so open to learn from others, I feel even more confident because I'm like, oh, great. Like they can come to me in this capacity, which which makes, makes us all stronger. Yeah, sure. Um, want to talk then about the relationship between one broke actress and your acting career. Mm. So, so like, again, this may not, it may not have happened in this chronological order, but Mm -hmm. like the narrative, one narrative is you're trying to control the industry as we all are. It's challenging. Let's focus this elsewhere. 
you're super creative, super driven, uh, not afraid of hard work, and so you start creating these amazing communities as a result. And, and I don't know whether like your pursuit of the acting career led to one or what the other way around. Mm-hmm. Pandemic, as you mentioned, helped too. But how has it affected your acting career in terms of, again, notions around what your manager said, right? About like, like what's your perception? Yeah. Yeah. How and, you're and, perceived yeah. versus... Yeah. And you did yeah. say, like, and say more about also that the freedom that it gave you to approach your acting career from yeah. a place of like not trying to hold on or control it. But what is, you know, your, your career must have changed throughout this time and even now. What is that? Yeah, I mean, I'll say in the way that I approached my career, it's changed drastically because I no longer feel like everyone else is working but me which is the way I felt in the past. It always Mm. felt like everyone else had that secret sauce or that secret recipe, and I was just in the dust. But the more I talk about it, you know, in the beginning, I was like, actors always online. We're always like, oh, on set, this and that. And then you get us in a quiet room, and they're like, that picture was from three years ago, and is anybody else going out? Have you talked to your agent lately? You know, you get us in rooms and quietly, and like you dim the lights a little bit, and everyone gets a little more real. I was like, these conversations should be happening out loud because I always leave feeling like I'm not alone. And so for my acting career, it made me feel less alone and a little less like crazy. I felt like I was bouncing off the walls. Like, how how do you get auditions? Why am I not meeting new casting directors? And when I started the platform, it was like, oh, when people say create content to meet new people, this is what they mean. Because I think in 2015, 14, 2016, the idea was that you would create a like a web series. That was like everyone's big thing. Everyone, that's right. That's right. Remember? Yeah. Everyone was creating their web series. Or a blog. Or yeah. yeah. And it was it was great. Yeah. But I remember thinking, I have zero interest in creating a web series. I don't want to do that. I said, I feel like one broke actress could be something that matters. And I feel like it could be that thing. And you know, I was a lot of people were like, oh, I don't know if that really counts because you're not like showcasing your acting. I'm like, but I am in a different way. I swear it matters. And so in terms of just me sitting with myself, which is a lot of what this career is, it made me a lot better and to feel less lonely. In terms of actually my actual work, I have my network is 17,000 fold bigger than it was because I can just email someone and ask if they want to talk to me for an hour. And I give them a platform and I ask them about their work and I get to talk to people that I would never have access to because it's about them and I'm not asking anything of them. And that's to me the, the, you know, the cement basement of networking is just getting to know friends and expanding the people you hang out with. And my community of Los Angeles, even Atlanta, even in New York, I just know so many more people. And that to me is is just the basis of that piece of the job, which feels like it can be so overwhelming sometimes. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I, I'm, I've met a lot of casting directors who have brought me in for things because then we had a conversation and they got to see me as me first. You listening, Risa? I am listening to this. No, I, I yeah. I think that's, Don't worry, I'm that's, that's be, you'll be fine. Like, that's everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, it's everything. <clears throat> I mean, because because actors are always asking those questions. How do I network? How do I get more auditions? Mm-hmm. How do I meet casting yeah. directors? You know, it's there's no magic to it, but you're talking about how you did it and you did it on a, a grassroots level and you're doing it on a human to human level with people and so sometimes you know everybody forgets that we're all human in this yeah yeah and And so people are getting to really know you and you're getting to know them without asking anything of them yeah or like putting on I'm not like putting on my actor suit for the day you know we're just having a conversation and that is just 
that's the thing that has changed the type of auditions I get too, is that really I'm getting things that fit me more. That's also to say I also have better reps. Now, my reps heard of me because of one broke actress, <laughs> which yeah. is just crazy to me because I, I shouldn't say it, it's been all like, you know, rainbows and butterflies because I have had people, I had a producer with, who pulled me into his office once on a project I was working on and said, you're the lead of this series we're doing and you really should change the name of your podcast because, you know, one broke actress is just, it's kind of sad and it makes you sound broken and, you know, maybe it's like one stoked actress. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I said. Yeah, that's, that that'll do it. I was like... <laughs> that'll fix it. I was like, you know, I act, I was like, I, you know, I nodded and I was like, thank you so much, I'll think about it and I, we never approached it again. Um, but... I, it's also there's like a, there's a layer of humor to it that like if we can't laugh at this job, then like it's gonna be brutal. But I wonder whether it speaks to uh, it's just an interesting reaction from that agent mm-hmm. on Facebook and also this producer. Mm-hmm. There's something about it that makes people uncomfortable. Like if you're not projecting success all the time, it makes people itchy and they need you to change, right? Yeah. Like particularly if you're gonna hang with me, and, yeah. you know, and <laughs> you've got the title of like that's not gonna work. Change yourself because you're making me feel sad or like whatever. Yeah. Right? So are your reps now, like, they're all about it? Super on board. Yeah, Yeah. almost I mean, why wouldn't they be? Like, oh, my God, like, look at the followers. It's it's really fun. Thank you so much for that. It's really fun. And they're all, basically all of my reps now have been on the podcast at some point. And so they're super supportive. And uh, it's, I think they've seen the impact that it has. And I'm actually currently looking for a new manager. And one of the things that my reps are using in order to start that discussion, they're like, she's the girl from One Broke Actress. She is the one broke actress. <laughs> it's like, yeah. it's like, it's yes, cool. she is the industry of it, yeah. It's so cool. have you hacked the industry? Have I hacked the I feel the like industry? you have. This is the secret sauce, oh, you yeah. guys. Yes. Oh, oh okay. God. Yeah. But That's it speaks amazing. to, like, you know, it was a question you asked earlier, Steve, you know, but can you teach people how to do this? Mm-hmm. So what is, you know, the conversation with actors, people listening included, what does one do to find their own one broke actress, their own brand, their own yeah. industry, their own creative output? Like, what is that for people? Because for you, you found it, you grew it, and it's working for you, and you love it, and it's helping your acting career as well. Yeah. What is that process for an actor who's like, I'm in class, I'm I'm coaching, I'm doing the workshops, but I don't know how to crack this thing, and I don't, especially coming out of the pandemic with like mm-hmm. no tools and no sense of connection. Yeah. What you are know, your thoughts about that? <laughs> we're going to love this answer. Uh, it's continuously doing work and testing new things for years and years and years and years. Right. <laughs> Unfortunately, it's very similar to acting. Yeah. It's just throwing spaghetti against the wall until a couple of things stick. Yeah. I've, I had, I had a food blog at one point. I had like this thing. I wrote a script. I wrote, you know, it's, I think that we're all just trying to do, like we're trying on hats and not all of them are going to fit but some of them might fit but the thing that made it different was that I didn't stop doing it even when no one listened I mean my mom was the only person who commented on my Instagram for like the first 30 posts you guys like it was it was really cute I know (laughs) I mean look at you now so I know she's great she still gets in there sometimes she's like you look cute today honey I'm like thanks mom um but you know having continuously doing stuff, even when you're speaking into the void, is really hard. Yeah, what keeps you going? I don't know. I think uh, just a staunch, like, stubbornness that it matters. So even throwing stuff against the wall and it not working and not working, not being your thing, like, 
do you have a sense? First of all, do you hit a bottom and you're weeping on the floor and then you pull oh, yeah. yourself up or you just yeah, keep yeah. going? I'm a big bathroom floor crier. That's my preferred place to get down and cry. It's a very popular place in our household. Like when I, uh, you know, I was on hold for a, for a big movie a couple years ago and my husband opened the door to our bathroom and I was laying on the floor and he was like, okay, we didn't get it. Okay. Okay. Like there's, you know, but I, ha I have to process those emotions or else I tuck them away and I get so bitter. And I take them, and I take it as like revenge for anything else. So I'm all about that, like feeling those feelings. Right. But in terms of figuring out what works for you, everyone just has. Everyone is so different. Like when the energy I walk into a room with is so specific, and like like I said, that changed my acting too. Is figuring out like I come in with a pretty big energy, and I didn't realize that. I thought I was like demure, and what? Like it, it took me, you know, eight nine years to figure out what headshot fit my casting well and to own who I was. So it also changes, which is the hard part, right? Like we want this answer to be the thing that it is. I want this headshot to be the last headshot I need to take because that is my brand. I got it. But then you go through life changes and you know, maybe you cut your hair or you lose someone you love or something and it affects who you are and how you show up in spaces. And if you don't acknowledge that, then it's like, who, who are you now? And how, like life changes you. And so what is going on with one broke actress now might not be what's going on with one broke actress in five years. And I have to accept that it's just so fluid. Um, I'm trying out this YouTube thing soon and I'm, a little trepidatious because YouTube comments can be vicious and I'm not super into that. Can you turn them off? I, yeah, but it like helps create community and, uh, yeah, and, and, and the algorithm helps. Yeah, it yeah, does. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Which is the unfortunate thing about TikTok is that like, if you post something controversial, you get more comments because people post negative things. It's, an, it's a mess There's in no there. The yeah, I, I don't get that. Well, but let's talk about that. Like in terms <laughs> yeah. of the different platforms yeah. that you are elegantly navigating and oh, like dancing trying. between one or the other. Yeah. Well, I mean, whatever it is, like, the algorithms like you, but mm. so you have a message, you know what you want to do, you have the work ethic, and then uh, you meet the algorithm. And yeah. so how, so, I mean, you talk about a longer form podcast situation for YouTube, mm -hmm. is that because you have more to say and want to like have some space and conversations? Mm -hmm. Who are you on Instagram versus TikTok, et cetera? Yeah, right now, I mean, my TikTok's up, it's a jungle, it's just a mess. I'm like, well, does, do you dance is on this the thing? fun? No. I, don't you have to dance I on the thing? I do not dance. You don't have no, to dance. You don't have to dance. dance. Oh, yeah, I don't know. You can either. just have an opinion about Wait, something. we should dance. Don't something. you dance and point at things that come up on the... Yeah. It's a, that's a, that's old, a little, but... like, 2020. Oh, okay. like, People are still doing that things. a lot, though. They point at a little <laughs> bubble. I mean, I've just been seeing that a lot. I'm like, what is that? But I also want to ask you about the mouthing other people, because... I know you've done that, like other voices. Oh, using like the viral sounds. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. And, and yeah. for some reason that just, I don't get it. I could not imagine doing it. So. Well, that's the same way I feel about like the, the like pointing. The pointing, Like yeah. it's just, there's a, there is a space for everyone on these yeah. platforms yeah, 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 and yeah. they're not all for you. Like I watch people do the dancing and pointing and I'm like, that's probably not your best suit. But if you came <laughs> on here and you know, you, there, there's people who come on and they just talk to camera and they give like a fact or they like share information. And you guys have done that. You guys yeah. have tons of like videos and stuff on your um, on your feed. But that I think is is great for some people. It's just figuring out what's, you know, it's the same thing we were just talking about. It's fluid and it changes. And when Reels first came out, I was like, there's no way I'm gonna put myself on camera like every single day. That is so embarrassing. 
I don't give a fuck anymore, you guys. Like, wow, I don't she give. She said it twice. I don't give. I know. Can she's, we can we get rid of that? She said it twice. <laughs> the most bleeps on a podcast. Um, I don't care anymore. Yeah. It helps that I have a bunch of people who like what I'm doing, mm. so that way my cares they also like it. You know, it feels oh. like I'm not talking to the void necessarily anymore. I feel very supported in most of the stuff I put out there. But figuring out like what you want to do on a platform, it's like it's a it's so fluid. And the reason I'm making the YouTube like addition is one I kind of have the time and the bandwidth right now. Cut to six months from now, that could totally change. This has kind of been a quiet year for me audition wise. So I thought like what do, what else do I want to do? How do I want to expand the people I talk to? And I go to places like YouTube all the time, and I would type in the search bar like actor day in the life or something like that and it's like it's you don't get a lot you don't get a lot and the what you do get is not very realistic it's like come with me on my netflix show and it's like somebody famous I'm like that's cool but i want to see an actor on their not audition day or on the day where they have nothing going on like what are you guys doing because this is what i'm doing and is everyone else doing this too like so it's a new foray into that kind oh, of cool. space yeah because yeah. 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 i really like instagram stories for that reason because i can share like guys, I don't have any auditions this week, so I got a lot of work done and I'm going to pet my dogs and I'm going to take a nap. And maybe this will inspire someone who's watching to say, oh, you know, I actually do deserve some rest too, even though I haven't had auditions. You know, like let's normalize, not always, I know we said I was an achiever, but I also need to normalize rest and not always, you don't have to work on acting every single day. You're talented, you're driven, and you're willing to do what it takes to achieve the success you dream of, but like, what exactly should you do? Like, What are the specific actions that you must take in order to elevate your career to the next level? Well, BGB's Career Masterclass Series is the answer to, frankly, all of your industry questions. We are here to give you the totality of our decades of experience in the industry. All of the tips, advice, inspiration, and latest industry intel that we earn from real-world experience at every level of the business. And we're on the ground right now, assessing the changes so that we can offer you everything you need to succeed. Yeah, yeah, we're here to guide you step-by-step step through every aspect of the industry, showing you our tested, our proven method to grow your career and really take ownership of it. From getting an agent to your marketing materials to the kind of booking mindset that you need, self-tape strategies, how to get casting directors to find you, and so much more. BGB's career masterclasses are all you need to stay focused, informed, and inspired so you can have the acting career you deserve. We're offering amazing live online masterclasses regularly, plus live on-demand classes, all at affordable prices. We want you to have all the tools you need to take your career to the next level and enjoy doing it with confidence and authority. So go to our website, links shared in each podcast episode, show notes, or find the links in our Instagram bio. And join us for our next live BGB Career Masterclass or one of our live on demands. We'll see you there. So I'm an actor listening to this. I mean, I am not an actor, but I'm thinking of what... And Are you and acting I, as an actor? I'm acting as an actor. <laughs> but I'm just, I'm internalizing it. And I'm thinking... I don't know how to do all that. Like, I can't do the TikTok, Instagram reel, you know, performative mm -hmm. thing. Like, I don't want it. Like, I want to just get an acting job. I so totally get it. What is that? And, 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 and what do you say to those people? I know what we say, but, but what is your thought about that? And 
also what is the value of the side hustle mm-hmm. and and how does an actor find theirs uh, yeah. both as a creator, creative engagement as their art and also as their career pursuit. Like, what what is that? To your first question, yeah. I distinctly do not think that you should throw yourself into every platform because it's exhausting and yeah. it will feel... You'll go to sleep at night trying to think about Reels or Instagrams or TikToks and it's, it's not a good feeling. I've, there's been many a night I've had to take a melatonin because I can't turn off my brain. I'm hearing, like, viral sounds in my head. Um, so I would pick one place you want to put yourself, one place to like extradite your talent. And that could be TikTok. It could be Instagram. It could be YouTube. It could be, you know, maybe you are starting a a painting like place in your garage or maybe like there, you know, and it's not necessarily on a social platform yet. Like maybe eventually you have a place where you have tons of work you want to showcase in that way. But I think you just have to do like one thing and do it for a while with zero expectations. Because if I would have set myself up, okay, if the podcast isn't successful within one year, I'm going to stop. It's like the same way people walk into acting careers. Like, okay, I'm going to give it two years in LA. And if I don't get anywhere, it's like, what's, where are we setting the goalposts? And why are we not giving this like a long time to live and to enjoy and to like seep in? Because there are days I'm like, I don't really feel like social mediaing today. I can't do it. I don't want to do it. And there are days I get so excited to do it. So I think you have to give yourself lots of runway there. Mm. Um, and you asked about finding your creativity and all and figuring out where is that? Well, is that what your question is? Yeah. And what, what, is the, what is the side hustle in all of this? Like, what's the mm. value of it? What do, you, what do you think of that? Yeah. Because for, for a lot of people, it, it equates mm. to failure. Like, if I need a mm-hmm. side hustle, then I'm really not an artist or an actor. Yeah. You, you know, aside uh, from aside from a, a money job, which is a little bit different, we're talking about something. Doing other things. Yeah. Yeah. As, as a creative human. Yeah. yeah. You know, I think this goes hand to hand with money. And that's in, in the workshop I teach. I break down one of the first parts of the workshop. I break down like, okay, let's say you have a great year as an actor. And let's say you book a co-star and you book a guest star and you book an indie film and you book a commercial, like class A commercial. And you make and you make this much money. Cool. Okay, this is how much it costs to live in LA on like a lean budget. Okay, cool. So after one year, you're like $18,000 in debt after like a rad year as an actor. So everyone out there is making money in different ways. You just have to figure out what works for you. And the same with your creativity. If you only booked four jobs a year, listen, those like working all those jobs in a year, that's great. That's a job a quarter. That's phenomenal. Especially in the world we live in where they watch 500 self-tapes for one co-star. Like that's awesome. And if we can normalize that, first of all, that like that's really good. And secondly, note that that leaves you with a lot of free time a lot of free time. And if you're packing up all of your creativity and all of your expectations on like the one co-star where you're like, can I get you some more water? It's going to be brutal. It's going to like, it's going to hurt if you don't get it. It's going to like put a lot of pressure and expectation on it. But if you look around, everybody's doing other things. They just might not talk about it, even in the way they make money, right? Like celebrities, have like businesses they collaborate with on Instagram as side money or they do the secret way which is they own property and they have side money that way or or they're like 
volunteering and acting classes to like teach these classes and that's how they're getting their creativity out or they're learning something you know I feel like tons of people in the pandemic were openly sharing all of the ways they took classes from home and all those things like that everyone's doing other stuff they just might not tell you about it and I'm I'm the big like vast open honest platform of like I'm going to tell you every single thing I do all day long and you don't have to do that part but I think if you put all of your creativity basket into the acting thing one I get it I totally get the want that like, this is the thing I'm here to do and this is the one thing that makes me happy. But I bet you there's more. I bet you there's something else that you could enjoy and you could work with friends to figure it out. You could, you know, it's like doing self-tapes when you have no auditions is one of the hardest things ever to me. Mm-hmm. I struggle to work independently with no oversight on acting when there's no acting to be seen in the in front of me or in my rear view mirror it's really hard so same with this like if you're never using your creativity or tapping into it and then you do get an audition it's like very jarring and it feels you know it feels like you haven't been in a class or with a coach and all of a sudden you're in a stage yeah yeah you're not in the practice yeah yeah exactly i think yeah. the same for creativity I, the most creative i've ever been i was a summer camp counselor for eight years and i'd do a skit like two skits a week, Sunday and Saturday. My brain has never, my improv skills, my like the way I think about the world has never been as sharp as it was during summers. Because two skits a week for like 12 weeks, I had to come up with 24 mini plays <laughs> every summer. And it, my brain was like on fire. And the only times I feel that are when I'm working on stuff for One Broke Actress or when I'm on a set. Yeah. So um, yeah. is it the case that you talked about family being important to you? Mm-hmm. So appreciate that. Um, not that you need a hierarchy, but so let's say two years from now you're on a TV series. You're, mm-hmm. the, you're series regular on a TV Great. series. Thank you for that. What's, <laughs> well, what's One Broke Actress like then? Are you still mm-hmm. doing it? If you had to choose, which one do you choose, et cetera? Or is this, look, they're all happening at the same time. I'm going to balance them all. Yeah, so I actually did an exercise last year where I wrote out my ideal day of like five to 10 years from now. And it looked very similar to what you said in terms of they coincide. I think it is. it would be so magical to take the people that have been with me this whole time on the journey of doing a full series. Like, holy cow, I will have so much to share and so much I learn. Will I be able to post about it every single day? No, but hopefully by then, I actually have a few more people who work with me and for me, and maybe they can share stuff while I am on set or in different places. And so like there is a team behind it, and it keeps working. That's my perfect vision. I also have this like perfect day in my head where I'm on the lot of something like Paramount, and I'm in my golf cart, and I'm going to like my next wherever I'm going from my trailer, and I see it actors with with sides outside of one of the audition rooms that are there and I hop out and I see if they want me to read with them just like little moments like that like that that makes me so happy and just like I'm lit up just thinking about the day that I get to do that and I get to like or I'll maybe like put them on my Instagram like they're auditioning here at Paramount that day what is that that lights you up about that because most people would be like hey suckers and they're going by on their golf cart so what is that fire for you because I want to be the person I needed when I was at my lowest points in this job. Mm. I want to be, I want to normalize the ups and downs because when that show wraps, then for months, I'm going to have to talk about post-show blues 
and what it's like to You're not You're already created the content. I, <laughs> You've got the rules lined up in your head. I yeah. am. Because <laughs> yeah. there's so much that happens that we don't talk about that like when people right. wrap shows and they're like, well, what am I going to do with my free time now? Sure. And we think, well, do they just go on to the next role? Do auditions happen? I don't know, but I'm super excited to find out and share mm. it with other people because that, I think that is really what lights me up is that there's so much of this business that's unknown. So if we could unpack it, even if it's just my particular time doing it, if we could just unpack it and put it on the table and we can look at it a little closer and we just feel less like, oh, there are things that happen out of order. There is so much going on. And to help other actors and be what I needed to be, like, oof, it like makes me want to cry just thinking about some of the days when I first got to LA and you know, I ate oatmeal for eight days straight because I was afraid I couldn't afford anything else. And I drove three and a half hours on the freeway to like get to my job because I didn't understand side streets. And like, I just want to find that girl and just give her a hug and be like, hey, if you stick around long enough, this is going to get way better. <laughs> you just got to, I want to give them like a teaspoon of hope to stay a little bit longer in this job. So it sounds like one broke actress isn't necessarily about this particular place that you're in, but it's about just being honest about wherever you're at in, yeah. in your journey of it all. 100%. And so then, and as it evolves, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Uh, so then even as you're making a ton of money, you're not officially broke anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. uh, yeah, I think it'll always, I it'll think still one, be. Yeah, because we're all, I mean, listen, all of us in this business, we're all like mentally, physically, or otherwise, at some or financially, at some point, we've all been broke in some capacity. And I think a lot of actors are on that spectrum in some way. And I think that's what's really important is to say, hey, it's, it's not always rainbows and butterflies. When it is, I'm going to share that. And then when it's a little dark, if I talk about it, it doesn't feel so dark inside. Um, yeah. Don't change the name to one stoked actor ever. That's like the worst. <laughs> yeah, I promise. It's really bad. Yeah. It's so it's bad, right? Yeah. No, that's well, crazy. you know that. You don't need me to tell you. <laughs> and you know, people, I mean, it's it, it the honesty of it. I mean, I love that yeah. because there are, like, we know actors and we work with actors and they're in class with us still and we coach with them and they're friends who, you know, just got off being a series regular for five years and they're struggling to get a job or get a new manager or yeah. be seen or there i have a friend who's just been told you do that one thing really well and you did that for five years but you're really limited and he's mm. like but i had a theater career for 20 years before that where i did everything including classics and blah blah yeah. blah but i can't show you that and you know and so there's struggle suddenly for somebody who was on top of the world on a show that is you know massive success and now is having to, and, and you know, the thing that I keep saying that to, to him is just come back to your love of the work, come back to the, the work itself, come back to your art, and the rest ultimately takes care of itself. But the shame around it, right? Like, yeah, I'm, there we, is. So yeah. Yeah, yeah. The, the hardest thing I think is for certain actors, I think you and I know who we're talking about here, who have been on shows who have maybe a rough pilot season thereafter, if there is, is, is one, and... And, and then they come to class because they feel like, because they're broke. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I don't mean financially. I mean, broke in. No, they're yeah. broken. In, in, yeah. in fact, they're walking into that room with a $10,000 handbag and feel like, oh my God, I'm empty. I have nothing. I'm yeah. back to square one, right? right. Which yeah. that feeling never goes away, except for the fact that when you're on a, a, a TV show, um, there's some sort of presentation of, oh, I guess this is linear and I guess I've made it, right? I'm, <laughs> I'm at the top of the ladder, so we're good now. I'm in the tax bracket. We're fine. Uh -huh. uh, and then what have you done lately comes up um, seven years later or whatever. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. so the honesty around that I think is really interesting. That, that core honesty that 
uh, that an actor will take with them no matter where they are in their career is is exciting, I think. Thank you. Yeah, it helps, I mean, it helps me show up better in rooms because I'm not trying to prove anything. You know, it would be, it would be super weird if those actors who have come to see me in public were looking for this, like, movie star, you know? It would be really easy to portray myself as, like, oh, like, hair and makeup, like, going to do my podcast interview today, like, day in the life. Like, but to me, that's not interesting or depth or realistic at all. Like, I literally spent most of today in my pajamas because I have PMS, and, like, I was on the couch earlier watching Life and Beth, the new Amy Schumer show. It's really good. Um, but... That's that's the whole package, and I want to be. I want to. I, I don't feel intimidated to show up in rooms because people pretty much know exactly what they're going to get at this point. That's amazing. Yeah, that Thanks. is amazing, and that's transparent, and that's brave, you know. And and so that's that's cool. And so, how do actors get that when they're? I was talking to some actors yesterday who have been around for a while, and they mm-hmm. haven't worked in two, three years. Pandemic potentially related, but Mm -hmm. the business has changed somewhat. A lot of managers and agents either left the business or consolidated and people got dropped. And so even to those people, like what, like they're, they're, they're losing, they used to say, you know, we're talking about a bunch of moms who used to book commercials and now they're Mm -hmm. like, you know, like we know so many of those people and, and it's, it's hard to, to be at that place of, they're not, you know, coming to LA Green. They've been here for like 20 years. Yeah. They had a, had careers, made some money, and now they're just like, I don't know what to do. But I think a, a lot of that, and you spoke to this, Sam, about like, I don't want to make the web series, right? Like, they're at that mm-hmm. place where, if if dancing on TikTok is what it takes, like, I'm out. Like, I'm not doing that, <laughs> yeah. right? Like, because what I bought into was. I, I work a little bit, I get myself an agent, that agent gets me out, I book some more work, and yeah. then I climb the ladder. Um, and I think, you know, the self-starting of all this that you're talking about, and not only that, you know, you're in that place where people already know you, but you've done the work of making them know you, which mm-hmm. is like, that's the challenge, I suspect. Um, yeah. So it comes down to this notion of like, what is that thing? We keep coming back to it, and I don't know that you have an answer for it. I, I'm asking the question anyways, yeah. what is that thing that drives you forward to do this? Um, on a random morning when you don't want to create content. You know, I, I don't know if you've read Ryan Holiday's The Obstacle is the Way, but it's a phenomenal book and I highly recommend it to actors because he talks about how the thing that is standing in front of you, the thing that you feel like is the highest surmountable obstacle is often the way through or often the path that you should follow. And so for me, it was, I cannot figure out how to get into this business. I cannot figure it out. So I'm just going to talk about how hard it is and like how I want to do it well. And I want to find positivity in it, but I'm stuck. And the more I talked about it, the more it procured this thing that is now one broke actress. That's like, you know, I'm still like a tiny little nano influencer, but in LA people know who I am because there's just a lot of actors here. And leaning into that more, that biggest obstacle, and making it a piece of who I am and not the thing I tried to hide has been the way for me so far, right? Like I said, it's fluid. We'll see what the next five to 10 years bring. I sure hope that it involves more of this because this really makes me happy. But for those people who had careers that were like big and they had, you know, they could pay their mortgage on their acting income and all that stuff. I haven't experienced that yet. So they almost, I almost am blessed with this ignorance is bliss thing in that I don't know consistent success. All I know is the hustle. And so that's all I know how to do is to like find and pivot and try something new. I'm also of a generation that started sharing their lives online 
a lot more than previous generations did. Mm. So I don't feel as weird about it. You know, I put my mom on my Instagram story once and I was like, hey, what do you think of that movie I did? Because I had a movie come out in the summer of 2020 and she was like, you know, it was good. And then later she was like, I can't believe you shared that with so many people. And I was like, I don't even think about it sometimes. Like, Mm. it doesn't even cross my mind. And I'm glad because if I thought too hard, I'd be like, a lot of people watch this. (laughs) So I almost can't think about it. And it keeps me being myself if I don't think so hard. Uh, so that, that level of people who've experienced true success, I would be curious what they were ingesting in terms of their own content. So like TV shows, what their Instagram feed looks like, what content they're around all the time, the people they're around, because that tends to influence the type of person you think that you should be. Uh, in my opinion, you know, like what I consume is what I think I should measure up to. Hmm. And if all I'm looking at is, oh God, this girl I was on the show with who's now a huge star, if like that's what they're surrounded by, how are you going to ever get past that? Because you're never going to ever hit that mark necessarily or get to be that person. Or, you know, the friend who was in Forbes 30 under 30. Like, I'm over 30 now. I'm never going to be on that list. (laughs) You know, I just have to accept that fact. But if I try to be that person who's not that, then I'm always going to fail. So it's like, where, what, what are you consuming and what do you think is the goal now if that is, if that is what you're looking at? Now, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm speaking from a place of like, I don't know that life, so I can't imagine how hard it is. But I wonder how much the pressures that you put on yourself and that you say has to be consistent success yeah. matter to that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, as we wrap up here, you get any of that yeah. uh, fancy influencer shit? You get like, uh, I don't know, people calling saying, hey, can you <laughs> shill my product or in- know, invitations to the fire fest or whatever? You, you know, I'd love an invitation to something, but sometimes <laughs> I get vitamins. And the other day I got a case of ginger ale. Wow. And I get, oh. yeah, it's starting to, that stuff, that's fun. You know, and it's funny because like, Obviously, if I wanted a bunch of stuff, I wouldn't have made it an actor income right. thing because like, there's not a lot of stuff that I can do, but right. uh, it's, it's kind of fun. It's an interesting. I'm still so small that like those companies don't really care for me yet, but they should. Just wait. I got, yeah, I got a good they, audience. They're really invested in this Yeah, stuff, they so. should. That's true. It's yeah. absolutely. Any final words for our audience of you know, hungry, talented, ambitious and sometimes broke actors. Yeah. Things you were saving for this moment. Yeah. Now is that time. Here's what I've been saving. The secret sauce is, <laughs> right. honestly, stop trying to be someone else's achievable goal. When I, it, when I stopped comparing myself, and I still do it, I still do it. Sometimes I look at my friends and I'm like, oh, this friend's on a show, and this friend's shooting, and this friend's... And I have to peel back and say, like, whoa you don't know what else is going on in their lives. You don't know how, so how hard this is and you don't know what could happen to you tomorrow. It's the best and worst part about this business is this, this could all change in a heartbeat and, you know, finding the joy in your day-to-day life and still doing the work, right? Figuring out, doing your coaching, doing your work, like keeping yourself grounded in it all. I strongly believe and I'm saying this from a place of someone who hopes this is true because I have not achieved that, that quote-unquote success yet, is that if you stick around long enough, good things will happen in some capacity. I, I strongly believe that, and I just have to believe that that is true. It is true. 
And if and the good things sometimes may not look like good things, but they're the things that are meant for you. Hmm. You know. Thanks. I'll take that with me, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. Thank you so much, Sam. For Thank you, here. Sam. Appreciate you. Yeah. This was so awesome. Thanks, yeah. guys. Cool. So we continued after one broke actress talking to one broke actress because we couldn't stop talking. <laughs> the BTS, and, and so, so I want to ask questions. She wants to ask questions because that's what she does. Okay, go ahead. I want to know what you guys are seeing in actors now that we're back in person. Like, what are, how have we grown and what fears have also manifested from this pandemic? Like, what are we working on right now? In terms creatively, I mean, I want to say one thing creatively. Career-wise, we're seeing a lot of, questions and fears and unknowns and how do I navigate it all. But what I love, and this is what happened with our classes, um, specifically, we went on Zoom for like almost two years, right? Yeah. A year and a half at least. <laughs> Brutal. Still yeah. on Zoom, but, but, but exclusively we were for a while. And people just stopped performing, which was so fantastic. We went into that Zoom space not knowing, thinking this is never going to work. But when people realized they could come to class, come to the work in their pajamas, right? Yeah. And they didn't give a shit. And, and the dogs were, and the breastfeeding and the, all of that. Like, because fuck yeah. it, we're just doing this and I don't yeah. care anymore, yeah. which is amazing. I mean, how many children and how many babies and how many pets were, have been in class? All, right? <laughs> all of that stuff. And it was all allowed. It's like, you know, I, I one of my classes, all parents and like tons of kids sitting in the lap, you know, breastfeeding or just saying good night and good night mm. to your kids. And all that was great because what it did is people stopped working hard and they stopped performing. And what I found is coming back in person to the work, in, including in auditions, is people held on to that wonderful letting go. And so I'm seeing a deeper, more present, fuck it kind of work yeah. in the best way possible. Um, so that's one thing that's wonderful, I would say, yeah. you know? I think in, in the tradition of suffering focusing you, because it makes you ask, like, why am I doing this? Do I yeah. want to do this, et cetera? Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, the people who walked away walked away because they had to for all the right yeah. reasons. Yeah. And so uh, the people who are continuing uh, know, for the most part, why they are continuing. And so I think they're doubling down uh, on the art of it in as much as the industry stopped for a long time. And so, like, this is all they had. Yeah. Uh, and, and so um, maybe there's a... Uh, more steeled resolve in their interest mm. in the pursuit of an acting career and the pursuit of art generally, um, which and is really a deeper connection to it in that. Yeah. The one thing that we have seen that has turned into trauma for most actors is self-taping. Interesting. And that's a whole other thing. We've done podcasts about it. We've done workshops about it. We teach it in class. But it has been like devastatingly traumatic for people because they feel so isolated. They don't know how to bring all of this beautiful work, you know, into their self-tapes. And we advocate for self-tapes to be art and not, hmm. you know, blue background, ring light in your face, worrying about all the technology stuff. Mm -hmm. and, and, and like, I can't memorize my line, so I can't do it. And I have to read with my... Um, you know, my partner, my roommate kind of thing. Although I was encouraged last night to teach a class, I didn't tell you this, for partners and roommates <laughs> to self-tape. And people right. were like, oh. they were like, please do that class. I will Wait. pay for my, my roommate, my spouse, my wife, my, my, my mother to come yeah. learn how to do that. Oh, like teach a reader class? Yes. I would subsidize <laughs> multiple people to take that class. I'm not joking. You let me know when you yeah. do that. I would love Because it's not to. just about the reading. It's about like <gasps> so many other things. Yeah. That <laughs> come up. If you're in a relationship with that person, <laughs> if it's family, it gets challenging. Yeah. I love that because I think that but there's been a lot of because everything is self-taped for the most mm -hmm. part yes there are a few callbacks and some in-person commercial stuff and and whatnot in, in virtual auditions which is why our self-tape our virtual classes are great in that um that practice 
Um, but there's just been a lot of uh, trauma because it amplifies yeah. the disconnection. Right? Like it, it, there's there's yeah. it's there's more volume now because everyone can do it from mm-hmm. all over the world, and so. Uh, now you're doing more self-tapes likely um, with not one iota of anyone saying, hey, I see you. <laughs> yeah. Let alone like, hey, let's work together. But it's, it's just, uh, it really is uh, the vacuum, I think, got bigger for a lot of people. Mm, On top of, so compounded by the pandemic and the isolation that that, that created. So there's no, uh, there's no social intimacy whatsoever uh, yeah. amongst artists who need that, crave that. Yeah, so um, bad, right? Yeah. yeah. So we've been really advocating for actors to to work through that, to get to a place where they can embrace it and make their self tapes wonderful experiences and and really um, juicy, alive places of art and connection. Which but is the opposite place of where their mind goes to deal yeah. with that yeah. suffering is they oh. want to control it. So like mm-hmm. they show up asking, "Is it the gray background or the blue background?" And um, yeah. And and we're saying like fuck it, like, just make yourself, this is your movie, make it. And they're like, no, no, I can't, nope. Yeah. So it's a challenge. Yeah. yeah. Are yeah. there are there specific things that have helped them get into that more from home? Because, I mean, me personally, yeah. like, the the more often I self-tape, the better they are, which is just, like, basically right. everything some of business, it's, right? And some of it is volume, and there is the exercise of doing a certain mm-hmm. number of tapes in May and whatnot, and mm-hmm. totally get that. And we are talking a lot about that. So if you're going to do that, do it. But also do it in a way where, you know, you take all the restrictions out. Like, what would it be like to do the scene as if you're making a little movie? What would it be like to improvise the scene? What would it be like to mm-hmm. do some, you know, exercises around it? What would it be like to not let the camera... Uh, turn the camera off and just do it again and again and again, not like hundreds of times, but just to be in the flow. What would it be like to make this a little piece of art and to to, to make this a creative, an act of, of being a, a creative be, being? Um, what it, would it be like to approach this as a cinematographer or as a director, or as a writer, you know, and just change it up and just deconstruct it and do it for its own sake and then say, yeah, and you know what, I'm going to send it to you and I hope it's useful for you. What would it be like to say, this is what I would do if you would hire me. Mm. This is my version yeah. of this. This is where this lives for me. I hope it's useful for you. And I offer that to you in collaboration. So that's what we talk mm. about and advocate for and try to work on in class and in coaching and with our with our community outside of that as well. And, um, and hopefully again, like people it's, will it's, get it's it. Not, so. It's not like do these things, right? Yeah. Like if we're talking about yeah. the deconstruction of self-tape, yeah. Yeah. deconstruction of internalized notions, uh, based on your past, you know, like whatever 500 self tapes, not getting anything, not even a response. But beyond that, shoot it like this with this, with this sort of slate and blah, 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 and all these structures that are imposed on you by tomorrow and 13 pages or whatever. Mm-hmm. And all you see is structure and trying to react to it, uh, as opposed to, to you know, similarly, I suspect, like trying to make something on Instagram that um, may or may not satisfy the algorithm, but is actually art or mm-hmm. like has a message that's important. And for its own sake, um, the way you talked about it. Yeah. Right. So, like yeah. that, that gets challenging for people because we're asking them to, to deconstruct internalized notions of structure ultimately. That's hard, right? Because yeah, you're like, right. well, I have to do the research. I have to hit the genre. I have to hit that. Like, and then to also take it and then just say, this is the thing. You know, what you said about it being art in its p- place, of what, this is what I would do with it. My friend and I are always laughing because we're like, she, she has a new baby and she's like doing all this stuff and I have three dogs and it's like my house is just, it's like a, it's Grand Central Station at all times. And we were like, 
God, don't you wish you could just put an addendum at the end of every self-tape that said, if you thought this was good, wait till oh, my only job is the acting. Sure. <laughs> like, right. And and But I say, don't even, don't, no PS, no excuse, no explanation. Mm. Nobody cares about your dogs or your babies right. or, or any of that stuff. They don't care. They just want to be moved. They want to know you. And the, what, what you were talking about earlier is about now you feel like you know who you are and they know who you are and it's freer and it's more you. Like, if you can embrace that and own that and put that out there and not apologize for it ever just take ownership of this like that's everything because that's the thing if as we're processing hundreds of self-tapes when that one person shows up like that it is fucking gold but it requires you to be in acceptance of the limitations which is really hard like yeah. i don't have a lot of time i have actual vomit from my child on my shoulder yeah. like and I'm doing the self-tape, and that's just going to have to be what this is. Yeah. And, and nobody, how can I make cares. art from this place? But know? that's it. But nobody cares. Right. They, you know, That's not what anybody wants. They don't want per- perfect, and they don't want controlled, and they don't want... Um, you know, some idea of this thing, if you're removed from it, so we're talking, we advocate for getting, just get inside it the, the freest, most fun way you possibly can and do the work that you love and then turn a camera on and call it a self-tape and, you know, and move on. So, yeah. yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah. I mean, so I, we hope that as we're, we're coming, look, we're in recovery, right? All of us from the yeah. pandemic. Still grieving. Yeah. And there's, there is that and acknowledging that and all those big feelings and letting them be and using them and, and being exactly where we're all at in acceptance of this thing and growing from that and creating from that place. Mm-hmm. You know, that's cool. Yeah. I love the way you phrase that. That's beautiful. It makes me want to do a self-tape. Right now. <laughs> this is a self-tape. Let's we go. Are, yes. We have the blue wall. This is your self-tape, I'm Sam ready. Valentine. Okay. Thanks, Sam. Yeah. We know that you're feeling the stress of these challenging and uncertain times. We are too. And it's possible that you have no idea how to nourish yourself as an actor, as an artist in all of this. And we're here to tell you that that's okay. Everyone we know in and around this industry is feeling all that. And we want you to know that we're here to help. Every month we open up our online studio doors and invite you to join us for a virtual workshop where we dismantle and reconfigure your approach to your craft, the industry, auditions, booking, self-tapes, and taking care of your creative soul. It's our mission to make you feel empowered and confident, even excited about what's ahead and what you can do right now. So join Steve and me online, meet our amazing teachers, find out what actions you can take in order to thrive, and let us guide you to the success you're looking for. To reserve your spot, check out the Summit link in our show notes to sign up. Space is limited, but we want you to be there, so click the link. We love sharing this content with our community. We offer it 100% free, and it's our privilege to do so. If you're loving this podcast and are interested in offering something in return, go ahead and subscribe to The Acting Podcast. Then find us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you like to listen to your podcast and leave us an honest rating and review. Your words will help us bring this work to even more actors and artists around the world. Thank you so much for listening and for being here with us. We love how this community shows up for us and for each other online and in the studio. Come visit us online at the Studio.